All right, how are you getting on? How's things? Hey, are you well? Are you well? And she will be loved. Everyone's going to be loved by Adam Levine. I always thought Adam Levine looked like such a trustworthy person. But now I'm so disappointed. Um, Whatever. I actually kind of don't fucking care. That is not the most salacious thing I've ever heard in my life. Uh, why is everyone talking about uh, Adam Levine? Do you know what Jeffrey Dahmer did? Did you know what Jeffrey Dahmer used to do? All right, so why is not on the news? <laughs> do you know there was a lad they made Psycho about and he used to make foreskins into lampshades? Why aren't they talking about that? <laughs> 13 Russian businessmen are after being knocked off. Why aren't you talking about that? I don't even want to mention that publicly because I'm so scared. I'm not brought, you know, allegedly. Anyway, look, um, how you, how you, I'm scared now. You have me fucking spooked in my, in my home here in the candy striped walls of the Heads of Podcast, the podcast studios here um, in McGinnis Place. Also, I should say this podcast is sponsored by the Dubliner Irish Whiskey. And if you're liking a tasty whiskey these days, just a light little tipple. We're getting into the old autumnal weather. It's quite nice to have a little tipple of um, of the uh, the old fashioned, you know, nice uh, almost autumnal spices in that, like a cinnamon stick and orange peel and all the kind of stuff that you smell in a kind of fancy potpourri bowl of a rich man's house. Drink that in the Dubliner. Irish whiskey, old-fashioned. It's one of my favorite uh, tipples, and you can get it at thedld.com. But enough about that. You're probably wondering why I'm wearing sunglasses, and even if you can't see me right now, you probably think this guy has the attitude of a man who's wearing sunglasses. I just kind of feel a bit rock and roll, guys. No pictures, please, guys. No pictures, please. Please, I'm just a normal man. I'm here with my son trying to eat Eddie Rockets. Please stop taking my vote. That's never happened, and we're very respectful fans. Um, I don't even like to call them fans. I call them family, and my family are very respectful of me. Um, but um, yeah, no, I just wanted to wear sunglasses. Something about it, the energy wearing sunglasses is kind of like I'm wearing a duvet with little eye holes, and you, I'm kind of a ghosty, and you kind of don't know what I'm up to. I could be tiddling you one minute, I could be like you know whatever, moving your pens around, and you're like whoa, you know. So, um, that's kind of my vibe when I wear glasses. That's what I feel like, you know, and I feel a bit more confident. I feel like the drummer of the Ting Tings. That's my, 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 my name. That's not my name. It's weird. Growing up, I used to really think Sid from Hey Arnold was a very cool cat. Uh, he wore a hat and he had a popsicle nose. Um, and he wore a hat all the time. And that was kind of the running joke. And I was like, you know what? I want to be the hat guy. And then I met actual hat guys who I was like hung out with and they would wear hats all the time. And I was like, this is cool. This is badass. The guy never takes off his hat. And he's got like cool hair. And then we, as you'd seen him in 25 and you're like, oh shit, you're still here. You're still rocking that hat, bro. Like you're still rocking that. You're still rocking that like big saggy beanie, you know. And you're like thirty six years of age, you know. And I've no, you know, I don't want to yuck anyone else's yum, you know. I don't want to hat shame, you know. But I, you know, it's got it. It has a different. Someone who actually follows through, being like, I am the hat guy. Into my forties, I'm the hat guy, you know. My mate Charlie. um was in his mid-30s and he wanted to start wearing a hat and he's like I can't start wearing a hat in me mid-30s man he's from Limerick I can't start wearing a hat in me mid-30s man what are they gonna start calling me fucking hat guy they're gonna start calling me hat guy he was saying you know and they would you know my mate my cousin Omar 
arrived, I told you about this, arrived one day with a really long t-shirt. Everyone started calling him Turkish fuckboy. You know, you can't do new things when you get into your mid-30s. Or can you? Hmm, ah. See? The thing is, you just, I've talked about this before in a pod. You need to tolerate, say you're at your pink socks, right? And everyone starts calling you flump legs, right? You wear some pink socks and that's something that you don't normally do. And then everyone's calling you fucking flump, Freddy flump. Bertie fucking Bassett legs, they start calling you. You have to tolerate that twice. And then that's your thing. But anyway, yeah, guys, no pictures, please. Please, no pictures, you know. Um, Cillian Murphy, I met Cillian Murphy that time and he wouldn't get a picture with me. And I respect it. I respect it. Um, you know, it's like, no pictures, lads, no pictures, lads. Went over to him. And I was like, Killing, can we please get a picture with you? On our shite Nokia. Now, you wouldn't even know it was him. It would look like a blurred thumb because these phones were shite. You know? It was like a Game Boy camera quality photo. And I have to wait for ages for it to load, you know? No pictures, lads, he said. And my mate Connor said, Killian, even though you won't take my photo, you're still my hero. (laughs) And he couldn't give a fuck. And we found out later it was his birthday that day. You know? And there I am going over to him on his birthday but that's what you get if you want to do plays and have no one know who you are do plays but if you want to be a Hollywood actor ah, then you're going to be hassled on your birthday by me the Klim and my friend <laughs> who's um, your protege or whatever you're a zero but um, what else is going on we moved back into the gaff and we were away we were staying with the in-laws for a little while moved back to the gaff let me tell you The dust. The fucking dust, man. The dust. They plastered everything. And I'm in there and Terry's like, you know, oh, well, you you know. And I'm like, oh, I'll clean. I'll tidy all this up, you know. Let me tell you. I don't, I've never, I don't know how to clean anything. I've never had to clean. How I clean stuff is I miraculously leave my room one day and I come back in and it's clean. And I don't know who's done it. And I don't know what's happened. But my childhood bedroom is a mess. I leave. Miraculously, I come back and it's clean. I walk into my house with dirty clothes. I take them off and I leave them on the floor. Miraculously, they end up ironed and back in my wardrobe. I don't know who does it. But all of a sudden, the magic just stopped working. As soon as I moved to London, I think when I was 22, all of a sudden, these fairies didn't didn't come with me. You know, the Lepretians stayed put um, and then all of a sudden there was just piles of clothes ah, I was very hungry all the time food wasn't arriving anywhere anymore you know um, so I don't know how to clean right I'm literally it's almost, it's almost like, I'm, like I'm an alien did you ever see that um, that Italian song uh, and it's it was a song it was actually used in Fargo and it pops up on Twitter all the time and everyone's all like, yo, did you know that this song was actually, it's an Italian singer, but he's singing it in what he thinks English sounds like. So he was like, that's that song. He just saying words that it was like, it would like us be like, you know, because you can still somehow insult the Italians. It's insane. The Italians and people actually ramp it up. Because you're allowed to Italian, people are like, Oh, Maron! And Mamma Mia! Oh, Because you're allowed to do that. That's mad you're allowed to do that. I can't even do a subtle Nigerian. 
which I shouldn't be allowed. You know? But anyway, this song of the Italian guy going, you know, trying to make it sound like it's English, right? That's how I feel when I'm, you know, sweeping or mopping or wiping anything. I feel like I'm doing an impression of someone I saw sweeping or mopping. I don't know what I'm fucking doing. And I keep just doing it. I'm doing it until someone just says, stop. I'll show you what to do. And no one ever does. I'm used to just doing stuff half-assed until my dad eventually just grabs the brush and goes, for fuck's sake, and then sweeps, right? Or my mom just like, ah, pet, and then does it, right? <laughs> you know? My dad would get frustrated being like, I can't believe you don't know how to sweep. And show me how to sweep! And then you show me how to sweep, and I'd be like, I'm totally checked out of this. But anyway, I don't know how to sweep. I don't know how to clean. I don't know how to do any of these things. I'm not totally brain dead. Like, I'm not totally, I'm just, you know, but anyway, um, so I feel like when I'm doing all this stuff, so I'm here in this in this apartment, and there is nothing but dust, mate. It's just dust everywhere. And the front bit of our Dyson doesn't revolve. We have a Dyson. We got it as a wedding gift, right? And it doesn't... Right? What's great about the Dyson is you have the swirly bit at the top, at the top going... Sucking it up, right? And then you have the front bit of the Dyson, right? The head... Of the of the vacuum, and it you go, woof, woof, so you're kind of sweep. It's sweeping. It's doing you know, and um, that bit's not working. So it's just working as a traditional Hoover, which isn't as good. And it's just it's getting clogged with all this dust. And I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I wipe a bit, and then I walk somewhere, and then there's more dust. And I'm in out of my depth, and I feel like I'm gonna scream. But I'm so stubborn to my wife. I'm like, no, I'll do it. I'm gonna do it. I'm just gonna do it. And I kind of need to, you know. I kind of need to check out with that side of myself a little bit, you know. But I don't know what I'm doing. I'm in out of my depth, and there's dust everywhere, and I feel like I've let my family down. <laughs> but I'll get, I'll get, you know, whatever. I'm sure I can just keep doing it. I just don't know the best way of doing that. And I'm not reading a fucking Marie Kondo book. I got it for Terry. And she said, are you seriously giving me a book on tidying up? And I'm like, I just thought you might want to read that. <laughs> and I thought you could maybe then give me the, you know, TLDR on that. Too long didn't read. But then I read a bit of it. And then, you know, it just seems like I'm not not picking up everything. She says, put everything, everything in, in the middle of your floor and then pick it up and give it a cuddle. And if it makes you happy, then keep it. If it doesn't, get rid of it. And I've been ruthless. I'm getting rid of everything. What happened was the builders took everything out from under the stairs. do 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 and they really fucked it up. Anyway, there's just dust everywhere. And I don't know how to get rid of it. And I keep doing it. And I feel like I'm going to scream. And there's nothing but boxes. And let me tell you what I've realized. Everything that's in those boxes can go in the fucking bin. I don't want any of it. I don't want it. There's nothing in those boxes I need. Those boxes could comfortably stay. Everything that's in those boxes could stay in those boxes for the rest of my life. And I'm going to be taking it out, being like, oh, where do we put this little bell? Oh, our little bell, bay, the thing that we bought in that little charity shop. You know the little bell, the cute bell. Where would we put the bell, you know? And I don't care where we put the bell. Let me tell you this. As soon as I take that bell out and I put it anywhere, Terry's going to be like, why'd you put the bell there? But if I go to her and I say, where do we put this bell? She's going to be like, do I have to fucking hold your hand with everything? Yes! <laughs> but everything's fine. There's just a lot of dust. And I want to get rid of everything that I have. I don't need that. I took the PlayStation out. That's all I need. You know, my TV's there. That's all I need. 
So just get rid of everything. Everything's digital, right? You know, so I don't need that anymore, right? I don't even need like people have books. People have a shitload of books. I think that's mad. I mean, it's great, <laughs> but I don't want to. You know, that's a lot of things to have. That's like a mass of things to have just so they look good on the wall. But people like that sort of shit. Are you going back reading that book again? No. Then you're bragging. Then you're bragging about the fact that you read books hmm. and that I don't read books. You've made me feel this fuck. Can I just say, Carl? Since coming in here and looking at your bookshelf, you're after making me feel this big. I, did, I didn't mean that, but you're after making me feel this big. What, because I read audiobooks? Well, you listen to audiobooks. I read audiobooks! And I wish I could show you on my head how many books I've read. But I can't. What you want me to do, start adding, adding little uh, uh, book earrings? Because I'd have about six. I've read about six books on audiobook, right? So if, if we're all displaying our knowledge... Then what are you honestly recommending that I start carrying books in my ears? Anyway, look. Um, there's a lot of shit everywhere, and I don't need any of it. I'm not getting rid of it, you know. I need to just, uh, you know. But it's going to be great. I'm going to have. Um, I'm going to be recording some videos from um, from there. I have a nice long room. The office has been extended, so that'll be exciting, and uh, you'll get to see the inside of that at some point. Um, need to do something about the echo, a bit echo echoey. If you're uh, a fan of my Patreon, you might have heard more, more recent episodes quite echoey in there. Um, and I, to be honest, I don't know what state I'm actually going to be in. As of this recording being released, I'm recording this, you know, the weekend ahead, before, right? This is Friday right now I'm recording this. But uh, on Tuesday when this goes out, I don't know what state I'm going to be in. I'm going to be left alone with the young fella all weekend. Terry's going on a little Hindu. Right? She's going on um, on a Hindu, and I'm gonna be left with the young fella. And it's a mad thing when Terry goes away. See, the thing is, like before the kid, Terry would go away, and I'd be living the absolute batch life, bro. You can call me a slice pan because I'm living the batch life, right? You can also call me, you know, baked beans because of bachelor's beans or peas, or whatever they do. You can call me peas because I'm living the batch life, right? Terry go away, I lie as look at me. Horizontal as I fucking can, right? As horizontal. You can actually even call me the spirit level because I'm so horizontal. Okay, so I'm 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 there at the absolute sp- batch spirit level <laughs> on the couch. Apart from my neck, which will be propped up by too many pillows, not even comfortable. My neck will be ninety degrees because of being propped up by too many pillows. More pillows than Terry would be happy with. Terry doesn't like you know because she thinks it, it it adds to a slouch. You know, she's very good posture. So she sees me in my neck like that, and she's like, "That's not really good for your neck." And I'm like, "Well, it's how I live." You know, I'm drawn to it. I don't want to breathe. I want my chin bent into my chest. For some reason, I don't know why, but I like to be comfortable that way, right? Too many pillows behind my back. And obviously, I'm getting on the blower, and I'm ordering an Olympus Mons of Chinese food to my house, right? An Olympus delivered in a fishing trawler, opened with a net, just dumped onto the floor, and then I get onto all fours like a little piggy and eat it off the ground like a naked pig, you know? I'm not wearing clothes, right? So I'm there as an absolute spirit level, right? Eating an Olympus Mons of Chinese, right? And um, and then I'm what am I watching? What am I doing? The whole plan will be all day that I'm going to get stuck into a video game. I'm going to get stuck into a video game. I'm going to commit five hours in one sitting to one game. I'm actually going to move the needle on all the games I've been playing, but I'm going to put that off, right? Because that's the main course. A bit of foreplay is fucking around with the TV, right? So I'm going to fuck around. I'm going to watch... 20 minutes of a Roger Moore Bond. 
I'm going to watch The Spy Who Loved Me for like 20 minutes. And I'm like, oh, this is class. This is amazing. I should do this all the time. I'm like, ah, no, actually, no, there's a bit of a lull here. And then I'll put on some Christopher fucking Lee hammer horror Dracula. And I'm like, this would be so sound if I was a sort of fucking legend who actually watched this thing through. And I actually enjoyed it. But guess what? I kind of don't. I love it in theory. And I'd like to watch it in a cinema. And I'd like to watch it with people. But me committed, I'm not sitting down watching a Christopher Lee Dracula. That's unfortunately behind me. Peter Cushion's there. He's looking class. He's looking all, you know. And I'm like, ah, I watched 10 minutes of that. And I'm like, oh, well, I suppose I'm kind of a film buff because I watched 10 minutes of that. And I kind of wanted to do that. Then I start watching some Jerry Anderson fucking puppet show. And I'm like, oh, this is class. Well, I could watch a whole thing of this. And I don't. And I don't finish it. And then I'll like watch Band of Brothers from the start. And then I'll be like, ah, I can't get watch the whole Band of Brothers. I'm like, oh, I'll be like two episodes in on a night. That's not my night. And then I'm like, oh, whatever. And then I'll watch an old WrestleMania and make the mistake of watching like a bad WrestleMania, like WrestleMania 2 or 4 or something like that. And Tatanka will be in a match and it'll be kind of boring. And I'll be like, ah, this is not feeling it. And then I'll put on the PlayStation. And then for some reason, even though I should be, you know, finishing like a linear game like Stray or, you know, halfway through God of War, I'm trying to finish that before the new God of War comes out, I'll fire up, you know, a brand new save of The Last of Us, being like, yeah, I'm going to play all The Last of Us tonight, and then I don't. Thank you very much for PlayStation, by the way, for sending, sending me The Last of Us uh, remaster. Thank you very much. Um, it's my life now, right? Uh, and then I'll play that for a little bit. Like, ah, I don't know now. And then I'll, like, I don't know, uh, download uh, NBA 2K. Or something like that. And then I'll be like fucking around with it. Being like, yeah, I wouldn't mind doing some slam dunks. And then I realize I've never played this game before. I'm shy. I don't know the controls. And I'm like, ah, fuck it. I don't know what I'm doing. And then before I know it's 2 o'clock in the morning, I'm like, I should go to bed. And then I'll go to bed and I'll look at my phone for ages. I'll be on Reddit for a little while. And then I'll be watching some sort of productivity hack video. Half three in the morning. And then eventually I'll, I'll fall asleep. That would be the traditional night in. For the batch life. The Brennan's spirit level. The peas. Right, but now I got a young fella. Right, so I'm like, I can't do that. I can't keep him indoors. If I keep him indoors, he's going to be anxious. He's going to be, you know, he doesn't watch more than you know ninety minutes. He wouldn't actually wait even get to that. He would probably be forty minutes of watching TV. Then after that, we're kind of trying to like force him back to the TV, and then you realize, oh shit, we're actually just looking at this solely as a distraction. So I can't do that with him. So I'm going to have to take him out to the playground. I'm going to have to take him out to the ball pit. I'm going to have to run the absolute legs off him. It's kind of like my. I have like a cup. There's a compass point now, right? The new compass point is out, active, move, move too much, run the legs off, and we're going to be out for the whole day. We're going to go to the zoo first thing in the morning, and then we're going to have brunch, and then we're going to go to the playground, and then we're going to go um, to Smith's. And don't tell your ma, but I got you a new uh, PJ Masks toy. Or tell ma, tell your ma. She doesn't care. There's no secrets in our family, right? So uh, now, so that's kind of an opposite thing. It used to be spirit level batch life, but now it's kind of, you know, Patagonia Papi. We're out, we're active. We're Patagonia, we're family, all right? We're saving the earth by just walking in these jackets. I don't have a Patagonia jacket. Um, but I'll tell you, I might get one now if it's saving the earth, so. You know, I always thought they were a bit expensive, but now I'm saving the earth, I think I'm going to get one, so. I'm not slagging anyone who wants to do that. I just did a dumb voice, so. But look, that's the thing. I have I have two kind of points, two compass points that are both pointing north for me. I have two wolves on my shoulders now that my wife is away. One that wants to be absolutely horizontal with a mouthful of chicken balls, watching nothing. That's what I'm going to I'm going to commit to this. I'm finishing a game this weekend, right? Or I'm finishing a series or watching two full movies. You want to chat to Peter McGann. 
Peter McGann is a Peter McGann Film Festival whenever whenever his darling missus is away. This is a man who knows how to leisure. And let me tell you, a kid is going to fucking kill him now. He's going to be a fabulous father if that's what he wants. But oh my God. They'd be, Pete, there's no fucking festivals when you're... Ah, look, you notice. You notice. I don't need to scare you. I don't mean to scare you. Anyway. <laughs> but, um... But anyway, yeah, so I'm going to commit to that. Anyway, so that's one side, is that's the wolf you feed, chicken balls. Or do you feed it, you know, grapes, being a Patagonia pappy, you know? Spring water and grapes. So, who knows? A wolf wouldn't like that. A wolf wouldn't like that. He'd prefer chicken balls. But, so, um, watch this space. I'll give you an update on how it actually went on the next podcast. But um, these are my intentions. The thing is, I actually... See, if you look at me, you think this is a funkypigeon.com, this cunt, right? He's clearly a funky guy, right? He's got a lust for life and his wife, right? He clearly knows how to have a good time. Um, this is the, this, We're talking about the 420 podcaster. We're talking about Mr. fucking 420 here, right? Who only occasionally has a bit of bifter. Honestly, a lot less than people would think, right? He clearly knows how to have a good time. But I actually don't know how to have, like, I don't even want to call it constructive, productive leisure time, you know? Where I'm like, I'm actually going to watch this thing. I don't know what I want to watch. I got a letterbox as long as my fucking arm, right? Of all the what my watch list films, you know. And then I and then I go too ambitious. I try and put on, you know, drive my car or some, you know, fucking Japanese fucking flea talking about. Just put on Rush Hour. Just watch Rush Hour, you muppet, right? You will watch Rush Hour. Yes, you've seen Rush Hour nine times, but watch it again, right? Or if you're going to watch a fucking foreign film, watch a Jackie Chan flick. Watch, watch, who am I? Or Mr. Nice Guy, I think it's called. Right? Or Rumble in the Bronx. Or, do you know what you've never seen? Hard Boiled. You've never seen John Woo's Hong Kong flicks. Right? Why are you now watching this fucking thoughtful uh, Japanese Oscar nom? Right? This is what you need to think about. Right? Make it easy on yourself. I'm literally only talking directly to myself here. Tony. Make it easy on yourself. Watch Con Air again. Do it. And have a good time, you know. Um, But I actually don't know how to, because I, everything I'm, recently at the moment, and this is normally a telltale sign that I need to listen to more music, right, and listen to albums and just chill my brain a little bit. Because at the moment I'm like, I'm like just spamming podcasts and I'm like, no, this isn't hitting it. This isn't hitting it. This isn't hitting it. Right. And I'm kind of, I'm anxious. I think I'm anxious because I had the big Vicar Street show. And after the, after I have a big thing, I feel a bit, uh, you know, where do I fucking put my shit? Right. I don't know where, where do I put my hands, you know, uh, nor beforehand in my twenties, my emotions were very like done satisfaction, relaxation. They come at you quicker. But as you get older, everything is slower, including your reactions to things, including your emotions. And everything takes a long taper, right? So, like, I finish a show and it's a long taper. I'm awake for a little bit, right? And beforehand, I would have just been like, I'm laughing and now I'm drinking. But now I have to kind of taper off these emotions. And these things last off, you know, into a week, these things. I'm feeling a bit better now, but I'm kind of like, like, what's the fucking thing, you know? And actually, do you know what as well, bro? talking again to myself so i'm not going to tolerate you thinking of yourself as lazy because you're not lazy right you actually don't even know how to fucking enjoy yourself when you're not doing something you know so um i'm not lazy but i kind of have this kind of core you know like an inside out where all the memories come in and then some of them become like core memories and then some of those core memories become like pillars of your personality like it's kind of islands i love that interpretation of your own mind and your personality um 
But I kind of have like a a big blue orb that's like a laziness island from like a core memory, you know. Um, and which I'm not going to talk about, obviously, <laughs> which I don't want to talk about, right? But um, and then I can have a kind of like I have a funny island, right? I have like a funny core memory because I was told in play school that I was funny, right? Um, in play school, and then I made this an identifying factor, and this is actually something that I've I've tried to steer away from in when I how I talk to my young fella, because he look between me and you, I am not allowed to tell him this anymore. But he's a fucking genius. He's very smart, you know, or at least his language is very advanced for his age, right? And no doubt it'll catch up. And same with reading as well, you know, it evens out eventually. But he's got a very he's got a very large vocabulary. I remember we found out, you know, when you're two, you're meant to have like 30 words. And I'm like, this fucker can name 30 trucks, right? He can name 30 breeds of dinosaur, right? He knows the difference between a pterosaur and a pterodactyl. He knows a pterodactyl is a type of pterosaur and a pterosaur is not a dinosaur, right? He knows this sort of shit, right? Um, and he's he's an absolute parrot for picking up language or whatever, whatever fucking birds speak. Um, but I'm not, we have to talk about process-based compliments, you know? Like, um, that is so great how you have used that new word. That is so amazing how you've incorporated all these new words that you've learned. It's hard to do to a brain of a two-year-old. It's much easier to be like, you're so smart, you're so smart. Because when you say you're so smart, this is what I was reading in the um, the Danish way, the Danish way of parenting, um, is that by actually saying something like they're smart, it becomes a fixed character trait, an attribute. And it actually makes them less likely to prove that they're smart. If they feel like they have in times been smart or accomplished something through their intelligence, they're more likely to test that. But if they, if it's something like, oh, you're smart, you've been identified as someone who's, you're so smart, you're so bloody bright, then they come to a challenge and they're like, I could be found out here as being not actually bright, which is actually my, is my problem. I told this on the podcast last week, that I came home with, uh, my man came home with a uh, report card said, Tony is a genius, if he applied himself. But I didn't hear that. Tony is a genius. And that's all I heard, right? So I always thought I was very smart. And then I found challenging things I just wouldn't even touch. And that's why I started doing stuff like not reading the newspaper. Ah, it's just not for me, you know? It might actually be that it might be challenging for me to kind of understand what's going on geopolitically because I had no, you know, I've not tried that at all, and I'm trying it for the first time at 25, trying to figure out what's going on in the news. You know what I mean? So that's something I got to try to veer veer away from, you know? Or, um, like, I remember I got, like, 99 in, like, a spelling test, and that was the best thing that ever happened to me. And then I got, like, 70-something, and I was, like, devastated. And I was like, I actually don't ever want to do a spelling test ever again, you know? And that's not what you want to do, <laughs> you know? Um, so, you know... What am I getting at? I'm getting at is the compliments I have to give my young foot are kind of process-based, you know? Why did you pick that color? Because a lot of kids get complimented for some, let me tell you, fucking shite art. Not even in the lines. And I'm not one for staying in the lines, right? But um, some shite art, right? That's something as well. An artist, right? I thought I think I'm good at drawing because I want a drawing competition, right? And it was the greatest moment of my life. Probably is still the greatest moment of my life. It's when I won the drawing competition in um, Senior Infants. Right, it was for it was for March, and it was for spring, and I drew a picture of a lamb, and it was the best picture, and they put it in the calendar that everyone had to fork over fucking twenty pounds to buy. But my granny had it up, my nana had it up in her in her kitchen for like years, 
on that month, right? That was the only month. Was like, <laughs> what was it? Fucking April nineteen ninety two for like ten years, you know, um, which is which is which is amazing, which I love. But then I'm like, I'm an artist, and then I'm like, oh, you prove it then, and then I find something difficult, and then like I try to like get into comics. This is like a fucking therapy session. This podcast turned to, but maybe maybe you might resonate with this. Maybe you might resonate with the idea that. It's something that you've strongly identified a personality trait with. Maybe because you were told this or maybe because you really wanted to be this or whatever it might be. But it's a personality trait. But then when it actually pushed came to shove that you had to not prove it because you never have to fucking prove anything. We're always developing. We're always growing. We're always expanding. We're always learning new things, right? Um, but so like that, I remember like that, I, I, I got my ex-girlfriend got me like a comic book set, right? She got me like a comic book set. Like, she got me put together. I really wanted to make comics. So she got me, like, big paper. She got me pencils. She got me actual ink, right? And it was on, like, this little package put together being like, now you can make your own indie comics. And I'm like, this is the greatest gift I ever got, right? I was so... But I'd never worked with ink. I'd never worked with paint before. And I found it difficult. And I got so frustrated and so disappointed, right? And rather than actually just go to something to be like, okay, I need a drawing lesson. Or go to anyone who knows anything... About the thing I want to do, I'm like, no, if I do that, I'll be found out as being a fraud for this whole car- this pillar. Because some, because a fucking nun told me when I was five that I was good at drawing. So I know it's obviously nice to compliment kids and say, that's so smart. You're so smart and everything like that. But it actually might hinder them if they strongly identify with that. And um, But similarly, calling someone lazy can also affect a kid, you know. Or even just being casual or cavalier with how you talk about kids, you know. Well, you know, Beyonce's um, real go-getter, you know. She's not so good at the maths, you know. But Thaddeus is, you know, he's a bit lazy, but very smart, you know. Like those shit sandwich compliments are doing fucking nothing for anyone, right? <laughs> I'm not having to go at anyone here, and especially not my parents, you know. I was raised very. I was raised in a in a in a bundle of love, right? But um, you just hear things, you pick up things, you know. And all of a sudden, you never know when there's going to be one of those moments where you say something to a kid, and it just goes dink. Everything else is just like blah 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 blah. A mouthful of fucking cola balls. Blah 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 blah. Now you're very smart. Dink. Just that one sticks for some reason. Rolls down, becomes a core memory. Smart island, you know. So um, you're much better to be like, you know, an amateur. Amateur is a great word, you know. If you can just be an amateur, expect, expect to be an amateur in everything, you know. I'm an amateur fucking artist. I'm an amateur everything, you know. As long as you start strongly identifying, I think that's where it really hinders you, you know. Although, hey, Funny Island has really fucking, ca- fucking cashing out on Funny Island right now. So that's quite a handy one, you know. I don't know what I'm talking about. Just been on my mind recently because I'm reading this book. You know, and being real as well, being real to kids is is an interesting one. You know, a lot of the Danish fairy tales have, you know, sad endings. The end of The Little Mermaid, you know what happens? She doesn't get legs or whatever. I don't remember what happens, but she doesn't get the prince. She turns into sea foam. She turns into fucking sea looking jizz. You know, you see all that jizz in the sea. That's The Little Mermaid because she's so sad because she's so sad. You know, we're looking at this little dinosaur book, my young flip. And there's a pretty graphic picture of an iguanodon with his big spiky thumb sticking it into the head of a big long head fucker, you know? The big long head, Kiadi Mundi fucker, you know? And he's stabbing him in the neck and drinking his blood, right? 
And he's like, what's he doing, daddy? And I'm like, he's stabbing him in his neck because he's going to eat him. And he's like, where's he going to go? And he's like, he's going to go in his belly because he's going to gobble him up, you know? And then he's quiet and he's breathing a lot. And I'm like, have I fucked up this kid's head right now by being too real? And I'm like, but that's how it happens, you know? And like, we're, and he's looking at the teeth and he's like, that's a meat eater because I told him that was a meat eater, right? And that's a plant eater. And I'm like, yeah, do you see the way that the the T-Rex has sharp teeth? That's because they go, and they tear with the sharp teeth, and they eat other dinosaurs, right? And then the plant eater just eats, like, you know, leaves and shit, and goes, nom, nom, nom. He's got rounded teeth. I'm trying to teach him this, because I didn't know any of this shit. I was like, oh, yeah. I remember being, like, 27, being like, oh, I suppose predators would have front-facing eyes. Oh, yeah. And, like, you know. And then prey would have eyes sticking out like that so they can see where pre- predators are coming from. Oh, yeah! <laughs> you know? Should have just known that, you know. But I'm t- he, he knows that now. He's two, right? He knows that me. And I'm like, and see, we have these sharp teeth. But we also have these rounded teeth. We have grinding teeth and we have sharp teeth, you know? Because we eat a mix. Some people eat only plants. Some people eat plants and meat. And then some legends like Jordan Peterson... Jordan Peterson uh, eat only meat, you know? That's why he has nothing but fangs, you know? And I also have to be careful what I compliment my son, you know? Like, he had this musical jamboree thing in Crash, and I was, like, asked him, like, nine times afterwards, what you do? What you playing music? Or are you playing music? Are you playing the guitar? Are you playing percussion? Because I really want him to get into music. I really want him to feel like he can express himself in music. I want him to hold music up in the same way. We weren't allowed to do music in school. There wasn't enough people who did it in art school. There wasn't art, right? <laughs> and I'm there trying to fucking draw an oxbow lake. And I could have just been like d- painting something, right? And then not be so frustrated that I can't do my own comics. Anyway, look, it's a fucking stupid rigged system. <laughs> but uh, so I'm trying to like be like asking about all this music. And then I'm also like, but he also could have been playing football. You know, he could have been kicking a ball around. And I actually need to come, you know, be as interested in that for him early. You know, I mean, Terry will probably do the line share of that, you know. Being like, what are you, a rook? Are you a rook? Are you a scrum half? I don't really know what these things mean. Are you number seven? I don't know, whatever. You know? I don't know what any of that means. Were you holding on, ref? Were you holding on? As Terry might say. Um, Because I like playing music with him. I play my guitar. He plays the ukulele. Now, he's not playing Atten, but I have it tuned in a way that he can just strum it open and it sounds all right, you know? Um... Uh, but I want to have musical or instruments around because, you know, we didn't have music growing up. Like, I'm, I I didn't do any. I've got some recent guitar lessons with uh, guitar uh, master Sam Killeen, guitar tutor to the stars. And I, but like my brother is self-taught in the guitar and he's self-taught on the piano, essentially. He's self-taught on the piano. He, he knows exactly how to, what keys or everything on the piano and he can play it. And when, he, when he's practiced up, he can play stuff like, you know, um, Sexy Sadie, you know. And Lady Madonna. Like, he's good. And he's self-taught. And I don't know if he wears this as his little fucking scout badge of fucking self-victories. His own little scout badge. He taught himself the guitar. He's left-handed taught himself the guitar. And I taught myself the guitar in isolation. Both of us sitting in separate rooms learning the guitar in isolation. That's fucking amazing. That's amazing. That belongs on our little scout badge. But we don't. I wouldn't walk around thinking that's cool. Terry says it to me all the time. I'm like, I don't know. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's a full-on fucking therapy session right now I feel like Shia LaBeouf I feel like John Bernthal is behind the camera And he's like, man, that's crazy, man So tell me, like, what did you do when you when that happened, man? What did you fucking do? 
We all have these little scout badges that we're not wearing. This is clearly the analogy that I'm holding on to here from this podcast. Little scout badges that you can wear with honor, but I don't, we, don't, we don't wear them, you know? You don't act like, oh, I actually did that. Um, so I kind of want my young fella to be like, just have a hunger. I have a hunger, a curiosity. I've said this before that I saw this thing on Reddit and I was like, what is the attribute of someone who is, is an asshole? Like, what is the one telltale sign that the person you're speaking to is an asshole? And m this thing had more upvotes than the actual question itself was a lack of curiosity. No curiosity. No curiosity whatsoever. No curiosity for how Atten works. No curiosity for any new way, any new food, which whatever. You can like your own food if you want, but no new, no, you don't want to know Atten about a new country. You don't want any new news. You don't want anything you know, not that you're averse to change or anything like that. It's fine if you're averse to change, but you've got no curiosity. You just said, nope, don't want to know. Don't want to know, you know. So I'm keen to have that in my own flu. Well, anyway, <laughs> uh, I don't know who well, it was Gary that was at the helm of this podcast today, but certainly a existential one. And if you were affected by any of the topics on this podcast, please don't talk to me about it. <laughs> or do, but make it brief <laughs> when you see me. And actually, tell you what, if you're a patron of this podcast, tell me that. The first thing you say, if you see me and you want to chat to me, I like to like, love chatting to everyone. But if you're a patron, tell me that first, because I'll fucking roll it red carpet of compliments for you. That would be the first thing you'll get if you're an actual patron. So thank you very much, all the patrons. If you do want to support this podcast, you can do so over on patreon.com forward slash Tony Campbell. For the price of a pint a month, you can get an extra podcast every single week on Friday. In fact, this week's podcast is probably going to be an update on how my batch spirit level weekend went. Wind my young flip. Um, and also, this week I'm going to be announcing two, probably the only two live podcasts for the rest of the year. One's going to be in Cork. And the other one's going to be a small one in Dublin. And it'll be first dibs uh, for Patreon subscribers. So they are going to be on Friday. I'll be announcing them. Um, and uh, the first tickets will go to Patreon subscribers. But look, I'm it'll be limited to a few Patreon subscribers. So the first ones will get that uh, on the Patreon. And then the rest will be put out on general release um, in the afternoon. It'll be morning for Patreon and then afternoon. And that's on Friday. Um, so if you want tickets for that. You can get them over on patreon.com forward slash Tony Cantwell on Friday uh, and dates TBC. So listen, uh, thanks very much for listening to this podcast. I love you. All the best. Bye-bye. It's Tony Cantwell's shit show.